the four-minute mile. It was considered completely and utterly physiologically, mentally, psychologically impossible to run a four-minute mile until one day it wasn't. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome to this episode of Weaver and Loom, episode 81. I am glad that you are with me today. And this week, we are talking about doing the impossible. There are things that people, that scientists, that that society has claimed to be completely and utterly impossible. Don't even think about trying because you will not succeed. But we can look through history and see so many times where women and men have stood up against the impossible, and then one day it was possible, and then all of a sudden, everyone's doing it. So we're talking about those stories this week, and this is the third of five. We talked about human flight with the Wright brothers. We talked about the ending of human slavery. We talked about today, or we're talking about today, running the four-minute mile. Now, understand At this point in time, in in the 1950s, there had been studies, there had been science, there were long medical journals saying why it was completely and utterly impossible for a human to ever run a four-minute mile. And if they did run the four-minute mile, they are likely to go mentally insane and be instituted into a mental ward because their mind would psychologically snap. They also said that if they didn't go insane, they would probably die because there'd be so little oxygen in their blood that the body would not be able to continue to sustain life. They would hit that finish line and poof, you're dead. It's impossible unless you want to die. That was the narrative. And for hundreds of years, men and women were pushing themselves to try to break this elusive four-minute mile, and no one was ever able to do it. And then one day, March 23rd, 1929, a little lad named Roger, Roger Bannister was born. Now, Roger did not come from a prominent family in the UK. He was from the working class, and his dream was to be a doctor. But he knew that his parents would never be able to afford to send him to medical school until he found running. He fell in love with it. He found that he had a knack for it. So he gave himself to running. He disciplined himself to run, and he received a scholarship to Oxford based on athletics so that he could become a doctor. But running wasn't his main thing. He wanted to become a doctor. In fact, he skipped over going to the Olympics. He was like, ah, not really interested the first time he was invited. And then after seeing the Olympics, he was so inspired that he decided, you know what? I'm going to go the next year. And he was the favorite to win the 1,500-meter run. He was favorited. Everyone said, Roger Bannister is going to win the 1,500 meters in the 1952 Helsinki Olympics. But as you can probably imagine, by the fact that even brought it up, what's going to happen? That's right. Last minute, there was a schedule change, which disrupted Roger Bannister's sleep. He didn't get enough sleep 
before his meet, before the run at the Olympics. And instead of winning the 1500 meter run, now remember a mile is 1600 meters. So instead of winning the 1500 meter run, he didn't even medal. He came in fourth place. Failure. He totally failed. He failed. He was so depressed and spiraled down after he didn't medal at the Olympics that he thought about com- quitting running completely. He's like, this is a waste. Clearly, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good enough. Why am I even trying? How many of us, myself included, wake up and think, man, I should just give up. Maybe, maybe I can't build that company. Maybe I can't make that sale. Maybe I can't achieve my dreams. Maybe I can't take that photo, tell that story, produce that art the way that I want to. Maybe I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not the anointed one. I'm not just, I'm just not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not gifted enough. He was in this moment of decision. Should I press on or should I quit? Well, we all know that Roger decided to press on and he decided to break the four minute mile. Now, as he decided this, he was getting a lot of flack and criticism from the press. They called him a lone wolf with crazy training techniques that he didn't know how to train properly, that he should go and train with other people in a more traditional way. At this time, he is in school. He is working in medicine. He's not a full-time athlete. This is his side thing. And he began to implement different methods of training. He began to have do interval training and he decided to take three days. He couldn't, he couldn't break a 60 second quarter mile. He was so discouraged. He took a three day break again, thinking about quitting three days later, he goes back to the track and he hits a 59 second quarter mile realizing ding, ding, ding. Hey, if I take rest, if I do what people think is counterintuitive instead of train every day all day go hard 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 it was hey you need to take a three-day rest and that three-day rest enabled his body to recover so then when he went back to the track he was actually able to perform better by resting counterintuitive no so he finally gets this breakthrough now at this time also all the all the authorities of his day were saying, if the four-minute mile were to ever be broken, which is impossible and it won't be broken, it will be done with perfect weather conditions on a windless day. And it would be done on a clay track with a massive crowd so that there's a lot of energy and, and excitement to press the runner forward. But Roger Bannister ended up breaking the four-minute mile on a rainy cold day on a wet grass track in the evening after being at work all day. He was at work all day and decided he almost didn't even go and run the race, but it was his last chance before the the ideal time when someone else was expected to actually break the four minute mile. It was his last chance to attempt it. He almost didn't go because the conditions were so poor, but he said, you know what? I'm going to go anyways. And with the bad conditions, he's, he's, a failure in the past. He finally is a first human being to ever break the four-minute mile. And he 
he did it at three minutes and 59.4 seconds. The moment that the announcer said that Roger Bannister in first place at three, because before that it was always four something. The first, they said three, and the crowd erupted in cheering and drowned it out the rest of the numbers. But what is, what I think is amazing about this story is that just 69 days later, his record was broken. For hundreds of years, four minute was never broken. And only 69 days later did John Landy break his record with three minutes and 57 seconds. And within the year of Roger breaking the four-minute mile, 21 other individuals were able to break the four-minute mile. And then now over 1,500 people, not even 100 years later, have been able to break the four-minute mile. What happened? Roger Bannister, a single individual, was able to stand up and do something that no one else was able to do, something that was deemed impossible, something where mankind had reached their their psychological edge. You're not able to go past this point. And he broke it open, and him standing up actually opened a door for thousands of other people to go through. He created a generational blessing. So today, I want you to think about the thing that you are pursuing that people say may say it's impossible. You could never do it because you don't have the right education. You don't have the right VC. You don't have the right funding. You don't have the right CV. You don't have the right contacts. You're not in the right city. You don't have the right office space. What would happen if you push through and persevered and did what seemed to be impossible that then other people could come behind you and actually achieve their dreams too. So thank you for listening. I hope this story encouraged you to persevere and never give up even in the face of failure when you've already failed to get back up and try again and press on and press forward to achieve your dreams and goals. If this story or if any of these episodes have impacted you, please share it with one friend today. Tell someone that you care about and encourage them today to go and chase and pursue their dreams too, that they might be able to own their future and weave their destiny as well. And if you have any questions, I would love, please, I would really love to hear from you. Don't lurk and hide in the corners. Send me a message. Send me an email. I love hearing from you. And finally, thank you for listening to this episode of Weaver and Loom, where destiny is woven.